Hey world, it's your host Marshall. Thanks for tuning into my podcast, Run On Thoughts. Here we talk about everything and nothing because we are not afraid to be all of ourselves even as we evolve. And that's my thought for my fellow thought thinkers as we unpack our traumas, past hurts, and other BS. Y'all ready? Let's go. Let's go. Hey, Thought Thinkers, before we go anywhere, I would like to make it a habit of expressing my gratitude for all those who have listened from the very beginning and to those whose journey begins today. I am overwhelmed with a sense of joy because my ultimate goal is simply to teach us all and to help us all, including myself, because even as I share, I discover new things about myself. So I always want that to be the focus and I simply want to say thank you for joining the Run On Thoughts podcast family and hopefully you become a thought thinker. Exactly what is a thought thinker? A thought thinker is someone who listens, right? And although we don't always have to agree We share in an understanding where we are willing to listen and apply and look at life with a new lens. We take what we need and we just simply put the rest down. So if you are listening, you can always go to runonthoughts.com to check out all of the podcasts from all five seasons and including this season six. You can listen on SoundCloud, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio. And remember, because we're new, it may be hard to find us directly on those sites, but you can always go to runonthoughts.com on your web browser. I think specifically on your computer. I think I tried to update it on the um, mobile app, but just let me know if it's not working out the way that you guys think that it should be working out. But at runonthoughts.com, you can click on any of those podcast platforms to listen to us. And remember, we also have Hey Help. Hey Help is where you email think at runonthoughts.com and you guys can ask me any questions. And if I believe that I can be of assistance to you, I will try my best to help you. Now, Exactly what are we exploring today? Today, season six, episode three, we are discussing holiday anticipation. That's right, holiday anticipation. So I want you guys to first breathe and relax. Because although we are approaching the holiday, well, we are in the holiday season and we are approaching Thanksgiving. I know that this gives a lot of anticipation and anxiety for many people. Thanksgiving, the holiday season, the day Halloween starts, for me, it is the best time of the year. I don't have to tell you guys why. I think I've shared this many times, but I will continue to reiterate that when I lost my mom, Even as a young girl of eight years old, I recognized that I wanted to enjoy life where I could. And what that means is that there are many things in life that we have to do. And because I'm an obedient person by nature, I do those things. But then there's this small pocket of life where you get to do what you want to do. 
And in that box, joy is where I want to exist. And that is why I enjoy celebrating all of the holidays. And as a person of color and growing up in America, I understand that there's some juxtapositions of the who, what, when, why, and where. But for me, like Thanksgiving, I get off two days and it's not really about the Thanksgiving from a traditional perspective. It's more about being able to share in the unity of family and the coming together and the fact that more people get those days off. So it's a time where most people can get together. And I enjoy that. I enjoy the lights. I enjoy that how there seems to be an increased sense of joy for many people, right? So with that, I understand that that's how I feel. But I've also thought about why do I feel this way, right? Excuse me. And the reason why I feel this way is because all of the things that I share with you guys I try to practice. I am not going to be in situations that make me uncomfortable, especially if it is something that I do not have to do. But then there's the thing. There are things that people believe that they have to do. So then there's this sense of this holiday anticipation where some people, right, you might be excited about the holidays and about seeing family and about spending time with your mom and seeing your cousins that you haven't seen in all year or in years. But for many, you don't know what you're gonna get. And then that creates this sense of hyper-focused, right? You become hyper-focused on the what-ifs that may happen that you could also become the problem. Why do you become the problem? Because you go into the situation on defense because of all of the trauma and toxic bonds and traditional values that you've been troped into believing you have to experience. What am I talking about, right? Say you grew up in a toxic environment. The problem with growing up in a toxic environment is that unless you've done the work to unpack and unlearn some behaviors, many people don't even know that they're growing up in a toxic environment. And what I mean by that is that some traditional norms are toxic, but because it's all we know, right? You can't do what you don't know, if that makes sense, right? So like, I don't want to really get dark, but sometimes you have to get dark so that you can get into the light. And what I'm saying is that there are people who are going home to their family's home because they want to see their mother and they want to see their family and their father, and they want to share in the beauty that is giving and love and support. But when you go into the, some of those environments, there are some toxic traits that you have to deal with. I'm gonna start with some of the harshest and then work down to some lighter things. Like for instance, if you've been raped by an uncle Everybody knows that this uncle is a pedophile or a rapist or whatever, but he's still allowed to be at the family functions simply because he is blood family and because we've been conditioned to believe that acts against women in particular are not that bad. Ain't that some shit? No, think about this. Because they're also the same families who, 
if you find out that one of your children is um, gay, you don't want nothing to do with them. So how come that same ideology of blood doesn't work in that instance, but it works when you've been violated? See? And that's hypocrisy. And I know that we're all hypocrites, right? This is juxtaposition of being a human being where you experience differing thoughts. However, are they your differing thoughts or have they been given to you? See, I'm not so religious anymore, right? Because I have read the Bible for myself and I've made a choice to see God on a wider vision, right? And I believe that God, the universe, Mother Earth can speak to me in different ways and I don't necessarily need this book in order for me to have a relationship with God because I see the Bible as not true or false, right? I see it as a life script and the Bible is like the human brain, a juxtaposition of ideas. It shows the good and the bad, the yin and the yang. It's people's, people use it to say, oh, the Bible says this and the Bible says that. It does say this and it does say that. And that's because that is how most of our brains work. We all have good thoughts. We all have bad thoughts. We all want to do the right thing. We all struggle with wanting to do the wrong thing sometimes, right? And because of these struggles, we are in this constant conflict of what is right and wrong. But some of us have been raised in households where there is a traditional values, meaning that we don't know the why. We've just been told to be obedient. So, like I said, you're rapist. And I think it's even more prevalent if the older man is sleeping with a young girl. It's because society and social norms do not respect womanhood. They do not allow women or young girls to have agency over their own bodies. So if you are violated, they just see it as just sex. And you internalize this trauma. And then you told that the uncle is sitting there. He's patting you on the butt. He's still, he's laughing. And everybody's just acting like this is okay. And you accept it because of all the other joys, right? That's the thing about a bad relationship or uh, a job, a bad job, is that we rationalize the good things and accept the bad things. But I'm saying that we never should have had to accept the pedophile. For me, the pedophile should be excommunicated from the family and they should not be allowed to be in the family. You should not have to go into a family function and suffer and be at a place where you have to relive this trauma. Does that make sense? But yet, here we are. And that hurts me for you. Or... You grew up in a household where, and I know that many foreigners, many people from the South, many, you know what, everybody. There are many people who grew up in households where you have been micromanaged and critically talked about and judged harshly. And they have told you that these forms is an act of love. Like you come into the room and your mother says something like, oh, I see you're gaining weight. Or you feel like you're the person who has to take care of the family because you are the one who has financially made it. So you have this responsibility to take care of those who have not made it, perhaps because some of them have made a sacrifice in order for you to make it. So you are constantly going into environments where you feel like you are not accepted as your whole self. 
And that's what all of this is about for me, right? Like we want to be accepted as our whole selves. And what I am realizing, even as I share my thoughts with you guys, is that I am thankful to the universe because I don't know what I did to deserve living in my authentic skin. And I got quiet because that is what I want for you all. This social conditioning, what it does for many is that it robs you of living in your authentic skin. There are people who traditional norms are who they are, right? It's kind of like the classroom. If you are a visual learner, but someone is just talking, you can't learn that way. It doesn't mean that you are not smart. It means that you simply learn and need a different way. And that happens a lot. I think I've seen a quote about the fish and the bird, right? It's like, if you are living in the water with the fish and you can't swim, you think that you have no value. And the truth is, you don't belong here. You belong in the sky with the other birds. You're supposed to be flying, not swimming. You are not a fish. And that's what happens when we are forced into these boxes that tell you who you have to be and what you have to accept and all of this other kind of shit. And it is not fair. And here, right here, I'm going to tell you to breathe. Take a breath. Take a breath. And as you decide on what you're going to do with you for this holiday season, I want to give you permission to choose you, right? There's this shame and guilt that comes with choosing you first because we've been taught to conform. And I never realized that you have to be taught to unconform. I can't just tell you to do it, right? Like there's a process where you have to look at the why someone needs you to conform. It is power. It is control. They want control over you. Who is they, right? They is anybody, right? The powers that be need you to be controlled so that you will do what they say. I'm sure that there are, the powers that be want you to spend all your money on the holidays or want you to spend all your money on food or want you to buy these name brands for $300 or $1,000 that we know cost $5. And we're all guilty of these things. But at the end of the day, there are things that on a smaller level we can control. And one of those things that we can control is where we spend our motherfucking time where we spend our time. And I'm not even talking about work, right? Because you gotta eat, you gotta sleep, you gotta pay mortgage, you gotta pay bills. So that is a process that takes a little longer. But going to your mom's house for Thanksgiving or spending time with the pedophile or spending time with a mom who abuses you or a mother who talks bad about you or forces you or wants you to live in the closet of who you are or needs you to feel shame and guilt about who you are because we live in a world that says that you have to be that. Whatever is in that box is what you have to be because if you're not that, then I cannot judge you, right? 
Because that's what happens. I meet people and, and if you're smart, they think that you just fit in that box. Or if you're sexual, they think you just fit in that box. And none of that shit is true. People need you to be who they think you should be for them. Right? Because they're afraid to unpack. Because they're afraid to live their truth. Some people say, oh, it's always been this way. Just because something has always been doesn't mean that it always needs to be. I hope that that makes sense. And right here, I want you to breathe again. That's what this is about. This is about you breathing. And then there are some people who want to go home and they want to stand up and think that they're going to feel empowered. But I am telling you, that is not what is going to happen. When you go into an environment where you think that you're strong because you're living someplace else and you go back into that environment, the triggers will make you feel like the abused child. And in that space, you don't have any control. But the truth is you shouldn't have to have any control. You should be able to make a decision and that decision doesn't require the permission of anyone. You don't owe anyone, anything, as you decide to choose you. Because for me, I believe that it is our primary responsibility to take care of ourselves first and then offer others whatever we got left. Because I am telling you that if you do not fill up your cup or show up with your cup full, you do not have anything to give. What you are constantly giving is always through the lens of guilt. It's always through the lens of shame. It will always be through the lens of obligation. And that's not fair to other people because they are not getting a healthy version of you either. So you're not healthy. They're not healthy. And then these generational curses and toxic ideals keep Living, it is up to you. When are you going to decide that you do not have to put up with this shit? You do not have to be the sacrificial lamb just because you want to remain a part of a family. Being born into a family can and should be a beautiful thing, but the family has to have values, right? And when I say values, I mean core values that say that if you do not adhere to these values, you do not get to be part of this family. And that happens, right? But it happens for all the shit that makes you believe that you have to put up with the shit instead of things that make, like, why again? I can't get over, I don't even know why this pedophilia shit is so big in my for, in my in the forefront of my brain because I have never been molested and or raped or anything of that nature. Yes, I've had some unhealthy relationships for some other reasons, but this, it's in my head. And maybe because I am my sister's keeper, right? And when I say sister, I mean womanhood. I want women to have agency over their bodies. 
And yes, this message can be for men because I do know that men in particular are raised in environments where the only emotion they are allowed to feel is anger and aggression. So their softer sides and their vulnerability and their weaknesses are suppressed and swept under the rug. And then they too are being offered up in environments where they are not safe where they are not seen, where they are triggered, where they too have to be with the father who demanded that they be only aggressive. And if you wanted to be anything other than a football star or a basketball star, you were considered not man enough. Or you grew up in an environment where your sex, you were raised as a man that your sexual conquests were in line with your masculinity. And then we send those men out into the world and they lack discipline. But the truth is, if you've been raised in an environment that tells you that your sexual conquests are in line with your masculinity, then if you are not having sexual conquests, how do you feel like a man? So when does that unpacking begin? When does that man get to unpack when he too has to go home for Thanksgiving and be with the uncle who had him out 10 years old saying, get some pussy. Sorry for the graphic language, but this is true for so many. While in the same household, young girls are being raised to quell their sexual desires. Because this idea that we're different is full of shit. And I can prove it. Because when we are young and we all start coming into our own sexual energies, I have witnessed young girls being told to cover up, wear a robe. If you have sex, you're a hoe. Don't be fast. Don't, 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 don't. You get the constant messaging of don't. While boys are told to get the girl, be a man, you're a man, have sex, have as much sex as possible. Don't be responsible. So while one is being raised to stand down in, in their sexual development, the other is allowed to run free and be reckless, mostly because of societal norms. And that is what I'm telling you to fight against. I am telling you and giving you permission to be different. If your family is not what you need, then you may have to choose a new family. Because you get to define what family is for you. And you don't have to continue to accept being breadcrumbed in a family that needs you to suppress your needs in order for membership, right? I have many family members that I choose not to be around. And it is not because I don't love them. It is because their life choices do not align with who I am. And instead of being in an environment where I feel uncomfortable, I choose to love you from afar. And that's okay with me. And I'm not gonna be in an environment that makes me feel uncomfortable. Now guess what, you also get a choice too because I think it's okay to know that you have relationships that you are in out of obligation. But the important thing here for me is that you know that you are doing it. 
There are many people who do not know that they are in these obligational relationships. Like say you were raised by a struggling mother and she may have been extra strict and even abusive. And I'm saying abusive because there are so many people who make excuses for abusive parents because you understand. Just because you understand something in no way makes it right, right? So we're in these relationships with people who have done us wrong because you are making a conscious choice, right? Like say you're working three jobs mother who was really never there for you because she was always at work. Like you can understand the why or you can understand their life and you have made it. You are now a successful attorney or a successful doctor or a successful realtor or whatever it is that you have gained greater success than those who raised you. And if for your own peace of mind, you are making a choice to be in relationship with that person or to take care of that person, that you are clear that it is a choice that you have decided to make and you can live with that. It's for me, the blind decisions, right? If you are putting up with abuse and you are not, because when you make a decision, you get to draw boundaries. You get to say what you are not going to take. You get to say whether or not you go to that person's home or if they get to be in your home or if you meet outside or if the relationship just looks like a monthly phone call or if the relationship just looks like I go home for Christmas or I don't or you draw boundaries and you say if so-and-so, I remember Oprah talking about this a long time ago on the Oprah show that the person who violated her was still in the home when she came home for the holidays and as she grew into the Oprah that we knew to be today, she made a declaration and she created a boundary. If so-and-so is there, I will not be there. And I know that sounds easier said than done. Now it's easy for me because I'm not going into a space where I am not safe. Because safety for me is very important. I think when you have abandonment issues and childhood traumas and you've had a lot of loss and abuse and all different kinds of things, I think that you are more protective of your spirit. But some people have this and they don't know how to have ownership over their own bodies. And that is what I want for all of you. I want for you to have ownership over your own bodies and I want you to begin the process. And you may not gain the strength this holiday season to take ownership over how you feel and over what you want and don't allow other people to tell you how you should feel. Ain't that some shit? I don't feel safe around Uncle Timmy. Oh, he ain't mean well, girl, it was years ago. I don't give a fuck what they tell you. They don't get to tell, people don't get to tell you how to feel. They get to tell you what's fact and what's not fact. But they do not get to tell you what to feel. You get to decide how you feel. And you get to decide if you fucking participate. Breathe. I want you all to know that your very birth and your very existence in life means that you are worthy. And there's an inner voice and an inner dialogue and an inner relationship that you have with yourself. And that if you are sick or in constant anxiety or depressed or stressed, I am not a doctor, but I believe that some of that is in direct correlation to the fact that you are not honoring your truth 
and you are allowing others to tell you how to feel and what your truth should be and what you should put up with, that you should be a doormat, that you should continue to allow yourself to be abused, that you should be in spaces that do not celebrate the authentic you, do not celebrate the colorful person that is you, right? Some of us have judgmental people, people who just think that they better just because, and in truth, they can never live your fucking life. Never. But yet, they got so much to say about who you are. And you know what else I just thought about that I'm just going to speak about briefly? There are some of you who have holiday anticipation that is not necessarily positive because you're the problem. And if you're the problem, reconcile. Say sorry. Be different. Right? Be fucking different. Breathe. And during this holiday season, I want you to know that you deserve to be around those who love you and you deserve to be your authentic self and you deserve to heal. If heal and, and, and note to self, you are not going to be healed because you asked for an apology because the people that wronged you don't have to give you an apology. Should, but don't have to. So don't use, don't need outside validation to make yourself whole. If wrongs have been committed against you, give them back. And what I mean by give them back is that recognize that you don't have to carry the burden of what other fucking people did to you. Give it back to them. And then, as I keep stating, give yourself permission to create. Life is art. I've learned that as I've been out on these stinking pop-up shops with Jen, that life is art. And you get to create what life looks like for you. Do that. I'm tired of talking to you guys. Bye.